With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty, and joining me, and I'm excited because this is this is a this is a unique guest, a guest, a, a type of guest I've never had on the podcast before. So I'm excited. Uh, my guy, Nick Jorgensen, uh, right? That's right. I got the last yeah, name right. Yeah, Jorgensen. Jorgensen. Yeah, right. All right. Uh, yes, founder of of Jorankis Music Group. Um, Oren Major uh, has some, has some playlists. He's a playlist curator. Uh, and so, um, so very, very interesting guest. Uh, you're, you're Nick, you're quite unique. Um, I don't think I've had a guest like you on the show yet. So first off, how you doing? <laughs> I am great. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Um, you know, I got, I got a, a lot of stuff to do this week. I'm a student at Michigan state. And so I got, I got a few okay. projects to do, but after that, man, it's Thanksgiving break. Then after that it's final. So, you know, just got to nice. Just got to put in a little bit of the hours. And tomorrow I'm seeing Jay-Z, by the way. I'm recording this on a Friday oh. night. So I don't know if it'll be up oh, before wow. the Jay-Z concert. But, yeah, I'm going yeah. to see Jay-Z in Detroit tomorrow. Okay, you got to you gotta report back on that because I've read the headlines from both sides about how his tour is doing. Yeah. And I need to know, is it actually sold out or not? Well, yeah, that will be interesting because um, I don't know. Where are you from? Um, I'm from Japan originally, but I'm living in Arizona right now. Okay, Japan moved to Arizona. Um, I'm I'm from the Metro Detroit area, um, so I grew okay. up like 25 minutes outside of Detroit my whole life. So I would go to Detroit for events and stuff as a kid, and all throughout pretty much all throughout my life. And so um, I'm a diehard Piston fan. They just moved downtown this year, and in the into the new Little Caesar Arena. And the funny thing is, is that the Little Caesar Arena has been having a, a kind of an attendance problem with Piston games. <laughs> um, okay. So I haven't dug the numbers on the Red Wings game because they also, as I'm sure you've heard, they share the they share the stadium with the with the Detroit Red Wings the hockey team as well. Yeah. And so um, so I'm actually really curious because I've heard the headlines about Jay Z's tour sale numbers, and. Um, mm-hmm. And with Little Caesars being a venue that's not really selling right now, which is kind of interesting because it's brand new, like it just opened yeah. in September. So I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm actually excited to to do a little digging on that. But yeah, let me know if you find any eight dollar tickets outside. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely, man. I I'll be pissed if I found eight dollar tickets because I definitely <laughs> right. did not pay eight dollars to see <laughs> this concert. But it's yeah. gonna be great. So um, all right. So so Nick, let's let's kind of jump into it. So first off. Um, 
one of the things I want to talk about is, um, and, and we'll get into we'll get into the music group in a second. Um, okay. Actually, you know, no, let's let's start there. Let's start there first because um, because I got some questions about the playlist curation, but we could jump to that in a minute. Let's start with okay. the founder of Jarankis Music Group. So, so you you how did tell me the process of of how you launched it? Um, like like kind of like the groundwork it took to get it going and kind of where you hope to take it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Duranicus music group, um, is an LLC that I founded, uh, out of necessity because in order to sign an artist as a client, I needed a business to sign them to. And so it wouldn't affect my personal assets. And so I went and spoke to some lawyers and they helped me through the whole process. It was super easy. Uh, really, anyone can make an LLC. It just depends on what you plan to do with it. But I plan to use mine to sign artists and eventually turn it into a full-on record label. Awesome. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's great ambition. And so you, um, for the listeners, you are, uh, I, I know you, 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 you put rap in your bio um, and Twitter and everything. So is rap like your main thing? Yeah, main I'm, I'm really, really about the hip hop. Um, I've listened to everything growing up, but I really have a deep appreciation for hip hop. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, that's the whole reason I have this podcast. <laughs> I already like you, man. All right. Um, so then, let's kind of. Um, so, you, do you currently have any artists you're signed to? Uh, you've signed and are working with? Yeah. So, um, I founded the the group because I had one artist that was really interested in working with me. Um, his name is Orrin Major, and if you follow me on anything, you've seen all of this stuff. Um, constantly promoting his his music and his videos and stuff um and he's the only artist i work with because i don't feel that a manager can be effective with multiple artists you just really don't have the time um but yeah soren major is my only artist right now mm, awesome and so uh what exactly can you give like kind of listeners a quick kind of backstory on you know who he is like where he's from kind of um you know i, I assume he's a hip-hop artist correct Yes, yeah, he's a hip hop artist. Um, he's originally from St. Louis, um, and he moved to Atlanta when he was younger, and so he's been there pretty much his whole life. Um, and he is just one of the many artists who reached out to me um, recently, looking for playlist exposure. Mm -hmm. um, so actually, it makes sense if we start back at the playlist because that kind of started this whole thing. Awesome. Okay, yeah. So let's jump to that then, because um, because. I, I'm really interested in the playlist thing uh, because yeah, let's get into it then. Yeah, I talk I talk a lot about streaming on the podcast, and truth be told, you know, with streaming, everything's so murky as far as you, as far <laughs> as you know, understanding you know anything from the pay that they're getting to how it's working and all that. So first off, kind of give listeners a br a brief ex exclamation of exclamation of what you do like. Um, you're a playlist curator, um, and you have your playlist on Spotify, or is it all platforms or just Spotify? Um, it's just Spotify. Okay. Uh, um, so so yeah. my playlist is called Lifting Heavy Ass Weights, um, and it's just my personal gym playlist that I created back in 2014, I want to say. And it randomly just started getting followers. I don't, I don't know what happened. I didn't promote it or anything. Um, but once it started having a few thousand, I think three or four thousand I started receiving offers um, from random people on, on Facebook asking to buy the playlist or to buy spots on the playlist, and I didn't really understand it at the time. 
Um, but what I've learned since then is that Spotify playlists are essentially the new radio stations. Yeah. So if you have music on playlists, especially Spotify, you have exposure to all the listeners that follow the playlists. So artists find that extremely valuable. Right. Yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Um, and one of the things I was reading a Rolling Stone article, maybe you maybe you read it as well, it was published in August of this year. And it was it was when at the time, again, this, these are the numbers as of August. I don't know if Spotify has updated their numbers since. I hadn't found an accurate update since. But uh, but they reportedly have 60 million subscribers. And Apple Music is its closest competitor at 27 million. So large, large difference um, in <laughs> yeah. terms of in terms of the platforms. Um, and so, you know, and, and the article on Rolling Stone, I'll, I'll link it in the description because it's great. Um, it gave me a lot of knowledge. So it's kind of it kind of talks about how um, how impactful playlists are on mm-hmm. artists. And, you know, I've I've heard it on talk shows like Everyday Struggle um oh, yeah. hip-hop who i'm partnered with has talked about it a little bit and it's been something something that i've done research on my own i'm i'm actually very interested in in it because i think it it is like you said kind of the new the new radio it's 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 yeah. where everybody's going and so um so you said you, you know it kind of took off for you and everything and uh it got it it eventually puts you in a position to be a um, rap consultant for Universal Music, right? So kind of talk yeah. about how that happened. Yeah, so um, after I had a few of those offers, which I turned them all down because I wanted to keep my playlist. Um, beyond anything else, it was still my gym playlist. It's still what I used to go to the gym with, so I, I was never going to sell it. Um, but once I hit about 5,000 followers, I believe, I had someone from the Universal Music Group uh, digital streaming department reach out to me. And she started off by just saying how much she liked my playlist and mentioning some of the artists in it that she really liked. And I was surprised that she knew them. So I just we had a good connection. And then she asked if she could um, mention my playlist to her boss. And I was really excited at the time. I was like, someone at Universal is talking to me. Like, this right. is really cool. <laughs> and so she, she got back to me. She said, my boss loves your playlist. Um, how would you like to be a rap music consultant? And, you know, that was, that was amazing. So I said, yes, obviously. And, uh, so I started working with them and basically what it means is that I do song reviews with them and they give me some feedback on my playlists and, uh, they send me some merch sometimes, which is really cool from artists when they have new releases. And so it's nothing super crazy, but it's just nice having that connection in the industry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that. Um, I I agree with that. I think it's I think it's a great connection. I think it is the future. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things I was looking up when I was doing research is you know because um, this is a hip hop podcast and I'm a hip hop nerd, so um, <laughs> so I of course went immediately to the hip hop playlist and tried to figure it out. And um, they have a playlist uh, called and I believe it's rap uh, rap caviar. And that's yeah, like, that's the monster. Yeah, that's the monster playlist. So, as somebody, it has as of right now. I'm checking. I have Spotify pulled up right now. It says it has eight million, um, eight million two hundred seventy one thousand and twenty one followers. So monster, yeah. monster playlist. Um, and it will. And I've read articles that say that if you get a song on there, you're easily getting like ten million hits, like in a week. Yeah. And yeah, so, absolutely. Um, 
So as somebody who who understands playlists, who's kind of gotten into that field and kind of, you know, is is knowledgeable on that stuff. So tell me, tell me, um, just kind of break it down to me and the fans, just how like impactful this playlist is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so talking about getting streams on Spotify, a lot of people don't really understand what that even means. And so obviously it's when someone listens to your song, but you also get paid for each stream and it's not like they bought the song. It's not a dollar per song, but it's a fraction of a cent. And so if you're getting a million streams on a song, it usually equates to between four and $10,000. So people, if they get on this, on this playlist, they're making money already. Plus they get the exposure to all these listeners who might become real fans and start coming to their shows, buying their merchandise, buying their albums. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's it's amazing the numbers that they do and um unfortunately a lot of the numbers with streaming aren't transparent so like you know like you even said when you're giving the range of of pricing i would have had no clue how much 10 million streams is worth um uh yeah there's always one one million streams or sorry one million yes um so yeah so yeah and then you obviously times that when you're talking about maybe getting 10 million plays in a week and so um and so you hear all these stories. Um, Joe Budden talks about it on Everyday Struggle. I don't know if you watch that too often, but um, I watched Russ's rebuttal to Joe Budden on Everyday Struggle. Oh yeah, Russ. Um, yeah, not a fan of Russ. <laughs> You're not a fan of Russ? Oh man, I am the biggest anti-Russ. Um, um okay, and- that's a whole other thing. Let's 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 yeah. let's go past that because I'm just gonna get upset. Yeah, me and Adam Twenty Two. <laughs> um, if we ever if we ever meet up, we will we will have a very strong mutual bond right from the jump <laughs> over hating Russ. But anyways, oh man. Um, yeah. So Joe Budden, one of the things he talks about is how like labels will, and you kind of talked about as well how labels will kind of try to influence playlists and and things of that nature. Um, and yeah. Joe Budden's even called like playlists and streaming services the new labels. Um, so kind of what are your what are your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, that's a hundred percent. I mean so Spotify put in their terms of use that it was against their rules to to give compensation for affecting a playlist. So you can't pay someone to put your song on their playlist. And so labels don't do this. Um, and as someone who works with labels, I can tell you that there are loopholes. Um, so I've never added a song for money. I don't believe in that, but a lot of playlists do. Um, a lot of the indies do, and even a lot of the big ones do. But the way that labels tend to get around it legally is they do song reviews or donations. And it's where they, they pay the playlister to listen to songs and give their feedback. Obviously, the intent is to get the song added but there is no obligation formally. Therefore, they get around those rules. Hmm. Interesting, interesting stuff. Feel like I'm. Feel like feel like the fans and I are getting some nice inside knowledge. Um, yeah, I feel like you're getting in trouble for this, but I don't know. That's just how it works nowadays. <laughs> yeah. And you're saying about the record labels being rela- related to the playlists. Um, so each record label actually has their own um, playlist company. So I think it's uh, Universal has Digster, Sony has uh, Filter, and one of the others has another one. But So they already do that with the independent playlists. And then they also have teams that reach out to people like me and have just like the regular people playlists. Mm-hmm. 
and they're just trying to basically get their their artists in as many playlists as possible, essentially. Yes. Um, yes. So so yeah. So you believe that it, 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 in your opinion, do you think it's um, and obviously these are kind of codependent in a way, but um, do you think it's more important for a single to be on a bunch of influential playlists or is or is it more important for a single like or more is it more important for a single to be promoted through social through like the social media um like what like, oh, that's which interesting do is, which do you think is more important because I, I i would say radio but like you and i both established i think we both know that radio is past its its prime as as far as impact I mean, it still has yeah. impact, but you know, it's it's diminished um, over these years, and so you know, you see a lot of people, you know, tweeting out through SoundCloud and whatever, and you know, their links and stuff through Twitter, Facebook, all that. Um, but you think it's more important to get on playlists as an artist, right? Like you think this is this is the destination that will help you climb, right? Yeah. Um, so there's two really important aspects for artists to become successful. Um, one, and I think is even more important, is the fan base to have real fans who will come out to your shows and buy your merchandise and stuff. And those are the people who will be following on social media. Mm -hmm. So that makes social media very important to have your fans updated with what you're doing. But the other side is the digital streaming side, specifically Spotify, where you can make money and grow your exposure and get more listeners. Um, and I think that most marketing campaigns will, will do both. I don't think that they're ever one or the other. I think when they put you on a really big playlist, they're also paying a lot of money to get you all over social media. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that's interesting because I think, I think just from this conversation and other research I've done that you're right, playlists are a huge part of the future and they're a huge part of, I mean, even the present. So um, yeah. one of the things I wanted to talk about, and we kind of circled this, um, so so maybe maybe you don't have more to add to this, but... As far as an artist's growth, um, how just how influential do you think the playlist is? Because you kind of touched on it just now, talking about how it's playlists huge. are more it's, uh, are more an opportunity for them to grow yeah. their their brand as opposed to as opposed to their social media presence, which already which is basically derived of their fans mostly, right? Yeah, I think it's the difference in having Spotify exposure and not is is really it's day it's day and night. I mean. If you put songs on Spotify and you don't have a huge fan base, you're going to have like a few monthly listeners. If you get on some playlists, you're going to have thousands with, with the potential to get even more thousands. And I think in this industry, your your value is measured by your numbers, including social media. But I think even bigger is your Spotify numbers, your monthly listeners, your stream count. That's what record labels look at when they look to do business with you. Hmm. That's interesting. Now, um... As as a playlist curator, um, I'm sure I'm sure you know I, you know of, and it might not be you, but it might be others as well. Um, do you know if playlist curators and stuff kind of get the inside scoop of what's to come? Because a lot of these playlists are built on what's going to be hot or you know what is hot mm -hmm. right now. So do they kind of get some sort of inside scoop on from labels saying, hey, you know, we got this artist coming out with this single. We really think it's gonna or maybe they even send the single before. Um, do you think any of that kind of stuff happens? Um, I think 
it would be some kind of breach on their part because I've never had a label do that, but artists will definitely do that all the time. Mm. Um, I get I get messages from artists every day trying to send me new music to listen to, specifically songs that haven't dropped because they know if it gets added right at release time, it'll make it look like they're doing really well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that's exactly why I asked because I I would I would imagine that it's great it's great marketing for it to just right out the gate be on one of the premium playlists. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like, I don't know if you followed uh, this story necessarily, but there was a lot of controversy around the song Rockstar, um, the the Post Malone oh. and 21 Savage song, because yeah. that kind of just automatically jumped and it set a record for Apple, <laughs> for Apple music streams out of nowhere. And yeah. in, in a week, and it just, it like right from the jump took off. And so it seemed like, it seemed like it was, I mean, now granted, it's a different situation because those are established artists who have buzz and, and you know, they, they're going to be some of the artists that when they drop, they're going to get the first look from the playlist, right? You know, because the yeah. playlist curators because they're big names. But yeah, it just, it just, it something didn't add up to me. Something seemed interesting <laughs> about that, about that. Well, Man, you're gonna you're gonna get me in trouble, man. No, I don't know. I don't want to get you in trouble, man. <laughs> yeah, the whole industry is kind of fishy. I mean, it's all about deals and favors and relationships. And I guarantee that that track was sent out to all the big playlists before it came out, or right as it came out, and they had some kind of deal to get it on there. Um, I have no doubt about that. I'm. It didn't happen to me. It wasn't sent to me ahead of time. I wasn't you know, encouraged to add it or anything, but I, I firmly believe that that something happened to get it on all those playlists. Cause it doesn't just, you know, it doesn't just happen. Yeah. It's something, something's going on behind the scenes. Absolutely. Um, so, so to transition, um, so to transition from, from the whole, uh, playlist curation thing, uh, we talked about the artists growing, um, and how important we think these, this is and everything. Um, so you have, you talked about in the beginning. You have your workout playlist. Is that the only playlist you have to this day? Or are you are you building more? Are are you now trying to get into that business of of creating multiple playlists to kind of build your following? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean. Yeah, there are a lot of in, indie playlisters who who build up their brand. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Jesper Hessling, but he's a he's a really big one. He's I want to say in Denmark or somewhere in Europe. And he had a really big playlist, and he expanded that to make a brand and a bunch of other playlists that are obviously smaller, but that other people. Nick, you there? I think it's almost impossible. Oh, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Could you just repeat uh, repeat part of your answer? Um, it kind of cut off uh, for a minute. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, so I was talking about this playlister that I know named Jesper Hessling, and he has one of the biggest playlists in Denmark or somewhere in Europe. And so what he did was he he made a brand out of it and created a bunch of smaller playlists that are starting to get traction now. Um, but that's not something that I'm really interested in. Um, and I honestly think it's it's one of the most difficult things to do is to create a playlist from scratch and get followers. Why why do you feel that way? Because I've tried it. I uh, <laughs> I made a new playlist called Real Rap, which is just songs that I really like that are just good hip hop to me. And as much as I pushed and posted it i have now 130 followers after like a year of trying hmm. and it's it's the same curator you know it's the yeah. same taste so if eighteen thousand people like the songs in my other playlist 
there's probably that many people that would like this playlist. They just, it's, it's really difficult to get out there because the market is so saturated. Hmm. Yeah. So you, so you think there is a lot of, uh, because I actually don't know this. Um, you think, you think there's, there's a large amount of, uh, of independent, uh, playlist curators. Yeah. So that's the thing. You don't have to be a curator. Anyone with a Spotify account can make a public playlist and anyone can follow it. Right. Right. So anyone who's ever made a playlist called rap, if you go search for rap, you're going to be looking through a thousand playlists. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because it seems like it seems like it's an it's a nice um, it's it's kind of an, a, a nuanced thing that if if you hit with it, you can really actually kind of turn it into a business. And like, yes. like you said, that's dope, Nick. Well, um thanks for coming on man it's been it's been a pleasure man this was fun um it was dope chatting with you um you know chatting with you about about hip-hop about playlists i learned i learned a lot of stuff about it i hope my listeners did as well um and and it was it was all very interesting and uh good luck to your group um jerankis music group um i will give (laughs) you a chance now um i will give you a chance now to fully plug so you know (laughs) <laughs> all the links everything um your twitter your whatever whatever you want to promote um go ahead and promote okay. everything yeah so it would be awesome if anyone listening would like to follow me or my artist um all of my socials are geranicus uh j-o-r-a-n-i-k-u-s which is also the first uh word in my in my music group um so twitter is geranicus instagram's geranicus facebook is geranicus and then my artist is Oren Major, O-R-E-N Major. Um, Instagram is Oren.Major. And on Spotify, please go follow him. It makes a big difference if you like his songs, obviously. And check out his latest uh, single called Selfish. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming out, man. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Was, this was a lot of fun. No problem, man. No problem. It was dope. Um, definitely going to have to check back on, um, on your thoughts on Kendrick once you kind of dive in some more. I know, yeah. Um, I gotta listen to that. But uh, but all right. So listeners know, uh, you guys know where you can find me. That's on my Twitter. That's at real Chris Platty. C H R I S P L A T T E. If you don't know how to spell real, don't follow. Just kidding. It's a catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> on there, you will find a link to my Podbean and my iTunes, which has strictly hip hop and strictly hoop talk. My my NBA podcast, strictly hoop talk. My hip hop podcast, strictly hip hop, which is what you're listening to now. Um, it has a link to, like I said, both Podbean and iTunes, so you can consume my, you can consume my content however you like. Um, I will put a link to everything that Nick promoted in the description of the podcast. Thank you. So if you missed it, um, the link will be in the description of the podcast. So check that out. Um, check out everything he's doing. And Nick, um, thank you for coming out, man. It was a pleasure. It was yeah, fun. It was my pleasure. I learned a lot of, I learned a lot of new stuff and. Uh, and it was dope to kind of kick it with you and uh, and and have and have a conversation about hip hop. Yeah, that's, that's always the best part of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you for coming on. Take care. All right, thank you. You too.